It's showtime. Go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Running on this, the first day of February 2023. This is the Horn. Head on.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Madcap Wackies any real time multimedia extravaganza. That is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between. And the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. And thank you. Thank you sincerely for listening to the podcast and being part of this magnificent, entirely unique little community. Thank you so very much. Uh, hi, I'm Robin, and uh, early arrivers to the chat room right now who will greet you when you come in. Uh, Squeaky and New Jersey Nick and Anatole, and um, probably pinch hit midweek chat room utility moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan, will be along presently. To assist in the moderating, um, the uh, packets are passing, and hopefully the, the, the stream's going out where the stream needs to go. That's my sincere hope. Um, and yet we're done with January. Thank you. <sighs> Let's see. So 29, about. Uh, yeah, what? Uh, about 50 days left of winter, and we got a really ugly cold snap through here last night, and uh, salt trucks were out and whatnot. But I had a wonderful evening, and again, thank you for all the kind wishes. Um, thank you so very much. Uh, uh, had dinner at Olive Garden last night. That's about as nice as you're going to get in Beckley. Olive Garden... Um, what else? Uh, uh, out back, and I can—I freely confess—I threw caution to the wind. I ate what I wanted, and it was delicious. It really was. I, I don't know why people goon on Olive Garden the way they did. It was quite nice. And lo and behold, who knew? The, the tiramisu was the least calorie-laden dessert on the menu, and it just happens to be my very favorite thing. <sighs> so, yeah, I roared through a piece of tiramisu like 
mm, like somebody was going to take it away from me. But we had a wonderful time. It was just absolutely delightful. And uh, thanks for affording me, uh, you know, the hour and a half I took off to be able to get there, get there and, you know, them still be open and everything. It was really lovely. So this is um, well. I don't have a lot of prayer meeting stuff in the um, in in the stack this evening, but um, well, otherwise it would be prayer meeting Wednesday. But mm, I don't know. And like I said, program note for tomorrow. I may not be here. It depends on well. Let's see. I got to be out the door by no later than like 6:30 tomorrow morning to head to Charleston. And then I have to be at the Capitol by 8.30, which means be at the Capitol at 8. And I don't know how long the hearing is going to take. I'm signed up, and hopefully hopefully we we can really, really uh, make a showing there so that maybe these freaks will stop trying to get people to, you know, kill people like me. Um but and 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 I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fine doing it. I know I'm talking about it again. Sorry. But I don't see I don't see a choice here. I can I mean I guess I could just stay home and not do anything, but that's not in my nature. And I feel like somebody needs to tell them that, and and, and I'm just the girl to do it. That it doesn't go away if you just ignore it. You just tend to live an immiserated life until you finally deal with it. And we all know what the it is. And it's weird to think about, but yeah, I was a trans kid too. And that's why it, you know, now we can actually deal with it. And these miserable bastards don't want to, and of course, I don't know if you saw or even, you know, if you, but Nitwit Nero decided to, uh, uh, well, declare war on trans people today. That was a thing that happened. Um, but I'm getting, I'm getting way ahead of myself because every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so we say thank you. We say thank you today to our first day of the month subscribers. And, uh, of course, we also, uh, I should note, um, uh, we also have Bruce and Karen's challenge to begin the first day of the month. And long, long ago, Bruce decided he wanted to make sure we got off to a good start every month. And we have, uh, we have three people who help to uh, fund Bruce and Karen's challenge every month, so there's 300 matching dollars on the table. Max jumped in and took care of two-thirds of it, so we only have $100 in fundraising left for that challenge. And that that will actually, if we meet that challenge, we will be caught up with the deficit we had from January uh, because it was around it was around 550. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that can happen. But thanks also to Mark. And thank you so much to Rusty. Thanks as well to uh, Tom in Sunny San Rafael. And Joseph, thank you so very much. 
for being a partial sponsor of the program. Thank you to George and uh, Course Gold. Thank you. And uh, well, hopefully, like I said, we'll knock out that other hundred bucks. Thank you so much, Max, for uh, taking care of two hundred dollars of Bruce and Bruce and Karen's memorial challenge. Thank you. And so, like I said, uh, we will. It'll, it'll at least knock out last the last month's deficit. And we'll start moving through this shortest and longest month of the year. Somehow or another, it manages to be both. Sorry. A little ray of sunshine here, I guess. Now, Stephen New York uh, alerted me earlier today to the latest maunderings, babblings, and hate vomiting of Nitwit Nero. And, you know, will, will no one rid us of this meddlesome beast? I guess he I, I guess he thinks that that's gonna motivate his base, but you know you know what's really behind it, and this is more political analysis than anything having to do with you know trans people. Um, a uh, he did this all via a video. He referred to transgender-affirming care as child sexual mutilation, unbelievable, left-wing gender insanity. Went on for like four minutes. The left-wing gender insanity being pushed in our children in is an act of child abuse, very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. Oh, you fucking idiot. But there's a reason he's doing this. Now, we had the clip in yesterday's program of Lady G, Miss Lindsay, talking about how only Trump can do Trump things. I swear only Trump can do those Trump things that Trump trumps so Trumpily. Yes. Bring me a margarita and a Darvon, please. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. But the point that Lindsay was making was that if you want Trump things, you you only you know only Nixon can go to China. Only Trump can do Trump things. And he's scared because what Miss Lindsay was doing was pointing. Basically, at Ron Monkey up DeClantis, who has waged a relentless war against some of the most marginalized people in his state. I- imagine getting all bent out of shape over something like 1% of the population. So now, Julius Geezer has to out DeClantis DeClantis. Whereas DeClantis has been trying to out-Trump Trump. Really, this is this is this is Dr. Seuss's, uh, and they're, you know they're not just stories; they're like they're fables, they're they're myths uh, of the Sneeches, the star-bellied Sneeches, and the Sneeches with no stars upon bars. 
and it's just gender insanity. He says that... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll sign a federal law establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. And I'll sign another bill prohibiting child sexual mutilation. On day one, I will re revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? And, of course, no one with a half a brain, two, two, two brain cells to rub, to rub together believes that because it isn't happening. And that's what I'm going to be dealing with tomorrow. And because they're, they're, they're banning, they're banning surgeries in West Virginia that don't happen. Do not happen. It's stupid, it's feckless, it's cynical, it's cruel. And they really should retitle the bill, helping, uh, help making trans kids commit suicide act of 2023. Because if this shit takes a toll on a 60-year-old on, on woman, fully self-actualized, and in reasonably decent... Uh, Emotional shape. What it does to the kids must be... I know it's a horror. I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation. In all state, 50 states, it'll go very quickly. I will declare that any hospital or health care provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. I'm telling you, it's hard to stomach. And tomorrow's, like, like I said, it just depends on how much of a mess I am when I get back home from Charleston uh, as to whether I'm on the air tomorrow, because tomorrow's going to be hard. Tomorrow's going to be painful. I live my truth, and I live it joyfully. But it's going to be weird to be in a room with a bunch of people that you know absolutely hates your guts and wants you to die. And the sooner the better. This being prayer meeting Wednesday, you know, it, it does, uh, it, it, it does sort of call up something from that book. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My cup runneth over. That's pretty King James language for thanks, God. No, really, thanks. You're doing so much. This is great. The Department of Justice will investigate Big Pharma and the big hospital networks to determine whether they have deliberately covered up horrific long-term side effects of sex transitions in order to get rich at the expense of vulnerable patients, in this case, very vulnerable. 
We will also investigate whether Big Pharma or others have illegally marketed hormones and puberty blockers, which are in no way licensed or approved for this use. Oh, yes, they are. Our Department of Education will inform states and school districts that if any teacher or school official suggests to a child that they could be trapped in the wrong body, nobody tells them that. They will be faced with severe consequences, including potential civil rights violations for sex discrimination and the elimination of federal funding. See how this works. He's laying out his plans for a pogrom. And all those years ago, that guy whose book he kept by his nightstand, at least according to Ivana when she divorced his ass, started with the trans people too. After that, it just got easier. Got so easy, in fact, that they had to have a conference at Vanze to figure out how to better kill people because, well, they were just using too many bullets. And the Russians on the Eastern Front had more Russians than Germany had bullets. And that's how Zyklon B and the ovens and the showers came to exist. Just a few scant days after the Holocaust, day of the Holocaust remembrance, And he's literally announcing his plans for another one. As part of our new credentialing body for teachers, we will promote positive education about the nuclear family, the roles of mothers and fathers, and celebrating rather than erasing the things that make men and women different and unique. The hilarious part of all of this is that for years, the stupid fuck has been on a medication that trans women use in their transition, too. I was on it. For a while. And it was never developed to prevent hair loss. It was developed to treat prostate problems. Oh, well. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female and that they are assigned at birth. The bill will also make clear that Title IX prohibits men from participating in women's sports. Men don't participate in women's sports. And we will protect the rights of parents from being forced to allow their minor child to assume a gender which is new and an identity without the parent's consent. The identity will not be new, and it will not be without parental consent. No serious countries should be telling his children that they were born with the wrong gender, a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. That's a lie. Nobody's ever heard of this, what's happening today. It was all when the radical left invented just a few years ago under my leadership this... Madness will end. 
Every word he spoke was a lie. Which is why he took the which is why he took the fifth in that deposition uh, testimony that I played the clip of yesterday. Um, Randy Radar asks, can the witch trials be far behind? I don't think there'll even be trials. Oklahoma wants to completely detransition everybody in the state. My state wants to make it a felony for me to be seen in public. Alabama's legislature hasn't even met yet, so who knows what kind of evil is lurking in the thin gray settlings that slosh around between their ears and pass for brains. Utah just passed a law uh, intended intended to help more trans kids commit suicide. And they're all doing it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And every one of those transphobic, homophobic freaks that are sitting there tomorrow will all be sitting there sure in the knowledge that when their race here is run and their day is done and their sun has set, that they will arrive at the seat of judgment on that great getting up morning and be welcomed with open arms beyond the pearly gates. when there's really just not a lot to support that notion. Not that there aren't pearly gates. I mean, there aren't. But the notion that, that, that they have, that by hurting other people, they have lived some sort of morally upright life. It's just a horror. So I will happily try to display as much dignitas as I may. And try not to let it get to me too much. Uh, adding to Nitwit Nero's uh, speechifying, Stephen New York said, And I will also declare once and for all that pi is 3.2, as the Indiana legislature attempted to do in 1897, but were stopped by the radical left Democrats. He probably will. And, uh, Uh, Kim in New York, uh, hi Kim, uh, sent this along. Now it's the college board bowing to DeSantis and his ilk. Um, the college board having oof, stripped down its advanced placement curricu- curriculum for African American studies. How can how can one 
shitbird governor have that much impact on what an organization as big and powerful as the college board does? Well, the, the answer is simple. Money. Just, you know, money. I'm trying to find a non-firewalled version of the story. Yeah, there we go. Mother Jones had the story as well. The college board just watered down its new AP African American history course. Uh, Emma Levy writing, they say it had nothing, definitely nothing to do with caving to right-wing racism. The college board released its... uh, curriculum for AP African American Studies today and they have stripped it of every complaint that Ron Monkey Up DeClantis made and they did it on the first day of Black History Month how freaking awesome is that So um, there will be no discussion in AP African American Studies of the modern effort for equality or racial justice. Black Lives Matter will not be there, will not be taught. Queer social movements, no. Affirmative action, nope. The reparations discussion, nope. Uh, Kimberly Crenshaw, a law professor who was central to the formation of critical race theory. Uh, uh, Intersectionality was in it. Now she's not. The result, Mother Jones writes, is a course that traces the black experience from Africa through slavery, Jim Crow, and the civil rights movement, but mostly stops around 1980. It appears the enduring legacy of that earlier history is not reflected in the course material. Which now fails to acknowledge the movements, thinking, and people grappling with the history and advocating for racial justice over the last four decades. See, that's one of my problems. 1980? Well, that was the day before yesterday. No, it wasn't. That was 43 freaking years ago. 
All those topics, well, they've gone from being part of the curriculum to being optional, which means won't get looked at. Affirmative action approaches and controversies, Black Lives Matter, origins, impacts, uh, critics, reparations, debates in the U.S. and the Americas, the legacy of redlining. Redlining is gone from African-American studies. Go Mm. Crime, criminal justice, and incarceration, gone. African-American health and health care outcomes in the United States, nope. Black conservatism, development, idiot. okay, we can do without that. Both of them. Movements led by black women, uh, Combahee River Collective and beyond, Black politics, African-Americans in the political spectrum, gone. What a gang of chicken shits. Bowing and scraping to a punk-ass little pissant like Ron Monkey up DeClantis. Shameful. Just shameful. And all too typical. The sad thing is the AP African American History course had actually been celebrated in the... Thank you, Kim, for uh, cut and paste of the text. Uh, Scholars like Henry Louis Gates of Harvard praised its quality. But then it got leaked. The curriculum got leaked to, uh, well, among other things, the National Review, which is the freaking home office of American reactionary extremist behavior towards civil rights. And apparently, apparently there is there is no one who can adequately push back against the fascist dictatorship of Ron Monkey up DeClantis. He has a pet legislature that will do any that will do any and all of his bidding. And of course, it's a. Uh, spreading and will spread all over the confederacy and the maggot states and it's not just it's not just the south anymore it's idaho and the dakota stands etc yeah it's a great quote randy radar noting mark twain's words Oh, what a hell of a heaven it's going to be when all those hypocrites get up there. 
Kim in New York pointed out, I didn't catch the fact that this was announced on the first day of Black History Month. God, I hate these people. They are, they make themselves so, frankly, easy to hate. And, of course, it being Black, uh, Black History Month, naturally, the uh, House is getting ready to try to throw Ilhan Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee because they claim she made anti-Semitic remarks. Um, Victoria Sparts, whom I'd actually spoken well of for saying that she would have no part in that charade, uh, well, she got uh, she got educated in a meeting with uh, the weaker speaker because she said they provided an appeal method that people kicked off committees could appeal uh, Thomas Massey from Kentucky who had said he was a no and Ken Buck, who said he was a no to kicking Ilhan Omar off the committee, both have flipped after <clears throat> talking <clears throat> with McCarthy. And, you know, based on something I said yesterday, yeah, I think we're, this is McCarthyism in action. You know, the real old school McCarthyism. Nancy Mace of South Carolina has remained a no vote. So while her politics are horrible, at least she apparently does not wish to be counted among a gang of un-American hypocrites. Ilhan Omar is, 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 is Somali, literally an African-American, and they're going to boot her off the Foreign Affairs Committee again in Black History Month. These don't feel like accidents to me, do they to you? And uh, it's all because her voice in dissent of the way that we abase ourselves for Israel cannot be heard. Ilhan Omar has uh, reacted to the, the uh, McCarthyite resolution, saying there is nothing objectively true in this resolution. It's all perceived and filled with pretext. Also, if not being objective is a reason to not serve on committees, no one would be on committees. We vote our districts. This censorship really underscores their true intention. Congresswoman Omar, please start using McCarthyism in, in, in your speech. Some people who know history and stuff might actually begin to better understand exactly what's happening in D.C. if we do that. And this is all tit for tat 
because Marginal Trailer Queen got kicked off her committee over things like Jewish space lasers and uh, adopting the cucumber philosophy. And because Paul Gosar, the demon dentist of the desert, got booted off two committees because when he when he tweeted a video that depicted him murdering another member of Congress and then attacking Joe Biden. And Republicans swore vengeance right then, right there. And the weaker speaker said, I just think she can serve on other committees. It would be best if the Democrats didn't put her in the position of foreign affairs. So he doesn't just want to run the, the, the Republican caucus. He wants, to, he wants to run the Democratic caucus. Oh, God. I hope. Oh, I hope whatever is coming for him politically is really, really awful. Like when all 212 Democrats and a handful of Republicans just decide to remove him from the speakership. I hope he squeals like the stuck pig he is. Piece of shit. Rotten excuse for a member of the human race. Um, going back to Ron Monkey up to Clantus, Dave in the Blind says, uh, the Florida governor has effectively whitewashed Black History Month. Next on the program will be Al Jolson's history review, followed by the road to dumbass uh, um, well, Ron is the dick without the tater. Speaking of which, taters have bigger brains than he does. Your buddy Dave in the Blind. Yeah. Got it. Just. Well, they are who we thought they were. We are. They are who we thought they were. And in the ongoing saga of the grand jury testimony in Manhattan. A uh, high-ranking Trump Organization official is expected to testify tomorrow before the grand jury. He is the controller of the Trump Organization, a subordinate to the former CFO Alan Weisselberg, Jeff, Jeffrey McConney is testifying. And he's been before the grand jury about a, uh, a, a half dozen times before about the skeevy, dodgy, filthy, illegal, crooked doings and goings-on at the Trump Organization. Testified at the trial last year. Stay off small aircraft, Mr. McConney. And... Uh, David Pecker has already testified. He facilitated, helped facilitate the $150,000 hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. 
he has a non-pros agreement uh, with uh, AMI, American Media. Nitwit Nero, of course. I, I don't know anything about that. I, I, I know nothing. All right. But the, uh, the, 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 the team, the various teams are leaning into, uh, leaning, leaning into the Nitwit Nero uh, crime syndicate. The Attorney General's office in New York, Letitia James, uh, has they have they have fired or, or filed uh, allegations against Junior and Eric the Dumber and Precious Princess Iwanka, my daddy, Trump Kushner, and Nitwit Nero himself. In a letter to New York Supreme Court Justice Arthur Ngoron, Kevin Wallace, the senior enforcement counsel in the AG's office, said that uh, Nitwit Nero and his filthy gits have falsely denied facts they have admitted in other proceedings. They've denied knowing things that are plainly within their knowledge. And they use defenses that have been repeatedly rejected by this court as frivolous and without merit. Attorney General James's office has scheduled a pretrial conference at which point in time they expect to present arguments in favor of another round of sanctions. Remember, remember what Alina Haba said yesterday, you know, counsel for the parking garage? Yeah. Now things are going just fine. Among other things, uh, Nitwit Nero said that, uh, no, I I never served as the inactive president of the Trump Organization while I was in the White House. Even though he had previously admitted exactly that under oath. Junior and Eric, Eric the Dumber both said, we're being improperly targeted for investigation. Even though a court had already ruled there's no witch hunt. And precious princess Iwanka, my daddy Trump Kushner, well, she can't confirm the contents of her own damned emails. So, I hope the check they wind up writing is really, really big. Huge, even. Uh, Albert in Rhode Island asked, uh, was McCarthy one of the people who asked for a pardon on January 6, 2020? I don't know. Someone will... uh So 
some some member of the uh, Hornet Hawk Research Department. We'll have to look that one up. We know Jim. We know Jim Jacket off Jordan was. Oh, and, uh, you know, we talked about how Paul Gosar, the demon dentist of the desert, how he uh, apparently fantasized about murdering AOC. Well, today Nitwit Nero was up to something similar. He saw a posting from one of his mouth-walking, knuckle-breathing followers. Who said, uh, who said, it's not going to happen again. People my age and old will physically fight for him this time. What we got to lose. I'll donate the rest of my time here on this planet to do it. And I know many, many others who feel the same. And we are locked and loaded. Y'all, they're still doing it. Plenty of people fought for him the, uh, the last time, of course. That was the terrorist attack on January 6th. And so uh, Nitwit Nero promoted that message. The account from that rattle trap platform of his is some creep named free free tx 1776 they will have to figure out how to fight 80 million plus really 80 million didn't even get that many votes dumbass But, you know, it's, well, it's who they are. Uh, back to the college board for a moment. Stephen New York says, let's just ponder this. They're banning merely the teaching of something. Of course, it's not like we had any real changes since 1980. It's not like we went from seeing a candidate give his kickoff speech talking about states states' rights in Neshoba County, Mississippi, to electing a black man as president in, in that period of time. True that. And speaking, of course, of the terrorist attack of, of January 6th, well, Daniel Caldwell... 51 years old and a veteran of the Marine Corps. Got all Jimmy Swaggart in court. Pleading with U.S. District Judge Colleen Collar Cottley for mercy. Uh, he was one of the ones who hosed down Capitol Police. You know, with a chemical weapon. About 15 cops. Then went on video to brag about it. 
Judge Colleen Collar Cottley wasn't having it. She sounds like a badass. She straight up looked at him and, and, and called him an insurrectionist. You're entitled to your political views, but not to an insurrection. You were an insurrectionist, she said. And she gave him 68 months in the federal stir. And he should be grateful that that's all he got. He needs to do life. Or, you know, maybe a hanging. He'll get credit for time served, served I suppose, 721 days. He's been in jail since February 10th of 2021. One of the earliest people charged. Kyle Cheney, writing at Politico, said, Caldwell's hearing was most notable for the extensive expression of remorse delivered almost entirely through tears to a nearly empty courtroom. I must face my actions head on, he said, tearfully. I hope that you and our country never have to face another day like January 6th. I clearly let my emotions take control. Being a Marine, I should have known better. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed about what I've done that day. I'm going to miss the birth of my first grandchild while I'm in prison. And my relationship is broken with my mama. She done died while I was was being a political prisoner, you know, like Marginal Trailer Queen says. I didn't say that. I'm not going to be there for my daddy. He's getting old and he's got the cancer. I'm not going to get to see my boy deploy to the military. Well, hopefully your boy will honor his oath, dirtbag. Knowing their pain is crushing my heart. I've paid a high price, and I accept that I still have to pay more. And no, uh, well, nothing he said can change the fact that people died. But, again, Judge Collar Cottley wasn't taking any of his shit. She said in passing sentence she had to fortify against the revolutionary fervor that you and others felt on January 6th and may still feel today. Insurrection is not and cannot ever be warranted. 
And yet she only gave him 68 months. He'll still be alive when he gets out. And I doubt his politics are going to change. Um, Randy Radar says, No amount of the former guy's fines will put a dent in the $250 million that he raked in from the Stop the Steal scam, unfortunately. Well, $250 million, uh, he's been ordered to pay... I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right, Randy Radar. Then again, he's the kind of shitbird who will grieve a penny. And hopefully he does a lot of grieving. I mentioned Alina Haba, counsel for the parking garage. Jointly and severally liable for bad lawyering with Nitwit Nero, on the hook for a million dollars that they can uh, that that uh, Hillary Clinton's lawyers can get from either her or her client. Well, now uh, now she's stepping down as counsel for Nitwit Nero in the in the rape lawsuit in New York. Counsel for the parking garage will be replaced by Joe Tacopina, who most recently was known as uh, known for representing the Washington NFL team. And uh, another petty fogger named Meek Mill. Haba and Tacopina are uh, both denying that she's withdrawing entirely from the case. Uh, Roberta Kaplan represents E. Jean Carroll. She said in a letter yesterday, counsel from Haba Madeo and Associates LLP told us they intend to withdraw from this case, leaving... Mr. Takapina as sole counsel, then counsel for the parking garage, said, I have not withdrawn. I do not plan to withdraw. And Takapina, for some reason, said, I'm not replacing her. I'm coming in as lead lawyer on the case to try the case. I, I, I think that's actually the definition of Replacing. She's not going to try it. He is. <sighs> I hope they. Uh... Oh, and I, I got I to gotta make mention of this. By the way, we're an hour into the program. We need to raise 100 bucks. That's it, just 100 bucks, And that will be doubled thanks to uh, 
Bruce and Karen's memorial challenge. So, ten bucks at a time, whatever, that would be wonderful. Now, I mentioned, uh, I have to mention this because uh, Nimrata Haley is going to run for president. She will be announcing her campaign on February the 15th. She will, uh, unless, unless Monkey Up does something quickly, she will be the first formally announced challenger to Nitwit Nero. Of course, in all the foo-for-all coverage, no one will mention the fact that she got duped into thinking that she was talking with the president of Poland about an, uh, a fictional nation called Bonomo when she was actually talking to the morning zoo crew guys from Moscow 97.7, the Vlad. It would be great if some media outlet would get that footage back up and, you know, let her wear it like a, an out, like the albatross it should be. Uh, bless her heart, she's going she's gonna to announce down in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she teased it on Twitter and said, to, My family and I have a great big announcement to share with you on February 15th. And yes, it's definitely going to be a great day in South Carolina. Well, I mention this because I had a note from our pal Joy in Ann Arbor, who uh, was... Uh, just minding her own business earlier and uh, she said I was I'm, I'm cooking dinner early at the moment I was futzing around with an anagram generator and I think we might want to back her candidacy as Nimrata Randhawa Haley rearranges to wait for this this is a, yeah Nimrata Randawa Haley rearranges to anal death ray wham Iran. Troy said, we'll, we'll show them a thing or two with all of their missile sales to Putin. Also, death ray a whirl manana, in fact. And there was even a campaign slogan tucked away in the anagram generator. New Matahari anal hydra. Or something that harkens back to the days of your joy added. Here, Matahari anal wind. <laughs> mm. Oh, God, if only there was a womp womp in there somewhere. <laughs> I needed that. She's, she thinks she's presidential timber. And she's she's trying to not run afoul of the maggots because she said, if I run, I'm running against Joe Biden. That's what I'm focused on. Of course, previously she said, I would not run if President Trump ran, and I would and I would talk to him about it. 
and he's already he's already taking pot shots at her. Nikki has to follow her heart, not her honor. She should definitely run. This probably this gives gives us some idea of the degree of hissy being had there. God damn it, she said she wouldn't run. So I announced, and now she's running, bitch. Now, let's talk about Bonomo, Nikki, if that really is your name. Other people are saying that she might make a fine vice president. Uh, Sarah Longwell does focus groups for Republicans, and it's got to be a repulsive job, you know, just sitting there asking questions of people who are picking their teeth with their toenail clippings. And she said, Sarah Longwell said, you know, she doesn't have the great, her chances aren't great. Old school GOP will like her, and donors, though. But she might actually be running for vice president. You know, I remember during the purity wars of 2016, pointing out that I would far rather have had Hillary Clinton be our first woman president than say, Iwanka, or Nimrata, or Godzilla from Wasilla. It's important that we, we, we do have a woman ascend to the presidency but what kind of woman matters too and Nimrata Haley is not that woman Caribou Barbie was not that woman Precious Princess Iwanka my daddy Trump Kushner is not that woman oh no By the way, Ralph said, come on, people, make me pay. Uh, Ralph's is one of the co-sponsors of Bruce and Karen's Memorial Challenge, along with Chris in Germany and an anonymous friend. Do please, yes. And then there was the little set to, by the way, lines are open if you want to jump in for some conversation. Skype lines open, Bob Kincaid Horn, uh, or 304-574-8178. Or, uh, of course, the, the stress line, 844-843-4676, 844-THE-HORN. No, uh, they, uh, the maggots got their maiden forms in a bunch today in House Judiciary Committee with uh, Jim Jacketoff Jordan wielding the gavel. Before they even convened today, 
ostensibly for a hearing about the crisis on the southern border. They they were going to... Um, well, things got nasty over the Pledge of Allegiance. And you wonder... Well, why do I bother bringing it up? It was written by a Baptist socialist minister in New England in, I think, the 1890s. And Under God wasn't even in it then. It was only, hey, look, here we are again. The ironies are just piling up. It was only added to the pledge during the McCarthyite spasms of the mid-20th century. Matt Gates wanted to change the rules. Just Gates worse. Making sure that they all said the Pledge of Allegiance before the before every committee hearing. And you may not realize this if you've never read the book, but this is literally straight out of Catch-22 by Joseph Heller. Where uh, 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 during the uh, Great Loyalty Crusade, where things got so wacky there on the base at Pianosa that they had to, that, 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 that all the Army Air Corpsmen there wound the pilots, bombardiers, navigators, what have you. Um, they had to swear swear loyalty before they did anything. And some swear a loyalty oath to go through the chow line. Well, that's where we're headed in this Bedlam House of Representing. I guess Matt Gates forgot that the House says the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Before the session begins, Jerry Nadler from New York said, I'd oppose it simply on the grounds that as members know, we pledge allegiance every day on the floor. And I don't know why we should pledge allegiance twice in the same day to show how patriotic we are. And then David Sicoline of Rhode Island, one of my heroes. offered up an amendment. This is a beautiful thing. To uh, Gates's amendment that, oh, it got nasty. No one who had participated, no insurrectionist, could lead the Pledge of Allegiance. Because Matt, it just gates worse, was one of the six members of the House who went begging and pleading for a pardon to nitwit Nero. Andy Biggs, Mo Brooks, Matt Gates, Louis Asparagus Gomert, Marginal Trailer Queen, Scott Perry. So no, McCarthy was not in that group, Albert. You thought I'd forgotten. I didn't. And that, well, that just burned up Gates. If we adopt this amendment, then we will be truthful in representing that stating this pledge is an affirmation of your defense of democracy in the Constitution, David Sicoline said. 
It's hard to take that claim seriously if, in fact, an individual who in any way supported an insurrection against the government of the United States is allowed to lead the pledge. And then Matt Gates got the, got all bent out of shape and said, well, Democrats have objected to the Electoral College reports in the past. Yeah, but they didn't support an attack on the, on, on, on the Capitol itself. Nobody died, dumbass. Captain Forehead. Hey, thank you to uh, thank you to Mark in New Jersey. Thank you so much for jumping in and helping out with the uh, last remaining hundred dollars of Bruce and Karen's memorial challenge. We're down to seventy-five dollars to go now. Thank you, Mark. Because Ralph said, "Come on, people, make me pay." Eventually, representing Jeff Van Drew, a maggot from New Jersey, who was supporting the amendment, said, Come on, this can't be real. I can't believe we're having this debate. But hey, it's the Republican Congress, and even though there aren't many of them, they've got a majority, so eventually Matt Gates's amendment won the day. They approved the amendment, and then they took a little break, and then they came back to have a hearing about Biden's border crisis. Part one. In which they proposed to examine border security, national security, and how fentanyl has impacted American lives. You know, the fentanyl that's coming over in shipping containers, not across the border. Yay for Mark, says Ralphs. Yes, indeed, yay. It's uh, it's going to be, oh, Jesus, the next two years of this, of this Congress are going to be like, they're going to be like kindergarten, where the, only the, all, only the, 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 the kindergartners, roughly half the kindergartners are on PCP. Jesus. This is... They're gonna they're gonna fuck up. You know, toddlers on PCP often do. The House Republicans created a uh, new committee. On the weaponization of the federal government. At first, they screwed up and gave uh, Democrats nine seats on the tw- on, on the twelve seat panel. 
But they actually want to have 21 seats, and they unscrewed themselves brief, brief, eventually. Damn it. That's okay. And then also today... In the uh, Oversight Committee's first hearing... Lauren Bobblehead Bubert, Clanny Oakley, violated that ancient principle that it is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. The Oversight Committee hearing was ostensibly about um, whether federal money was spent improperly during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's still with us. This madcap committee, of course, has Marginal Trailer Queen on it and, and, and Bobblehead and Jim Jacket off Jordan and Paul Gosar, the demon dentist of the desert. It's a, it's a zany crew. So when it came her time to speak, Bobblehead said, American, American taxpayers were defrauded of possible $560 billion as a result of the federal government's negligence in carrying out these federal COVID relief funding programs. Does anyone know an organization in America or around the world, public or private, that's been scammed out of $560 billion? And simply, is that okay? I certainly can't think of one, and I don't think it's okay either. And then she asked the witnesses on the panel, uh, uh, y'all know anybody who's been disciplined or fired or failed to, for, uh, because they failed to keep hundreds of billions of dollars from being stolen from the American taxpayer? So it was kind of like, no. And then she got a little rot. And she said, well, how the heck were these bureaucrats so dang incompetent that they were being scammed out of $35 million every hour for nearly two years? Eventually, it was uh, Representative Dan Goldman of New York's turn to speak. And he tied into her, shaming her for her effort to blame the victim for fraud by bad actors. The money Congress approved was both life-saving and economy-saving as we face the worst pandemic in our history. Just a second. I recognize Ms. Bobert for five minutes. 
Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you so much to our witnesses who are here today. Appreciate your time and your willingness to, to be here um, and speak with us and answer these very important questions. Now, I'm going to get right to it. Members of very Congress um, have been told that American taxpayers were defrauded a possible $560 billion as a result of the federal government's negligence in carrying out these federal COVID relief funding programs. And I'm going to start with a rhetorical question here. Um, but does anyone know of Spell an it. organization in America or around the world, public or private, that has been scammed out of $560 billion? And simply, is that okay? I certainly can't think of one, and I don't think that it's okay either. So. Um, after what was the largest fleecing in American history, possibly world history. Of course, she couldn't even run a shitty restaurant in Colorado. It went belly up. Now it's a Mexican restaurant. Can any one of the witnesses today give me the name of one administrator, one director, a supervisor that was fired? demoted, or put on leave because they failed to keep hundreds of She's billions of dollars smart girl stolen from the American taxpayers. And I'll yield very quickly to um, each of our witnesses for a simple yes or no. I'll start with you, Director Smith. No, ma'am, that's not my, my focus. Thank you. Um, I don't know if as I sit here, I could ask uh, the fellow IGs to see if they know of any um, uh, actions that have been taken from an administrative side. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I didn't think so. Um, and, and that's pretty insane. $560 billion we're projecting. And we have hundreds of billions of dollars lost, um, causing massive inflation. 70% of the money, according to the CEO of LexisNexis Risk. Wait, it caused inflation? Lining the pockets of crime sent against in countries like China, Nigeria, Russia, and not a single person in charge of distributing that money has been. There it is. She's kind of ashamed by the fact that she got caught in that Nigerian prince thing. But he seemed so real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey. They're not, and, and by the way, that's a true thing. Uh, like three Republicans have now had their campaign war chest scammed the bejesus out of you, by con artists, really. Um, I'm trying to. Was Chuck Grassley one of them? Dear Charles, I am a poor Nigerian widow. My husband had cancer and if you will only send me a hundred and fifty thousand dollars I will send you three hundred thousand back Republicans are gonna fall really double my money sure and held accountable so here's how badly the American taxpayer was conned the United States federal government has reportedly been defrauded of more money in the last two years than the entire defrauded that would be the removal of fraud defrauded poor dumb thing doesn't even understand the words that have been written for her to read they've been defrauded that is the act of having per having a fraud perpetrated against you but to be defrauded that is the correction of the fraud oh dear 
her stupid. 2022 tax revenue of England, Italy, Mexico, Ireland, Greece, Israel, Canada, Poland, and Brazil combined. The American tax... Wait a minute. I know where that came from. Oh, yes, I do. Hold on a minute. I heard all of the I heard all of those country names and poof something just popped into my mind. And so yeah. Naturally there will be an ad. Which we have now skipped. And now, the nations of the world, brought to you by Yakko Warner. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. Norway and Sweden and Iceland and Finland and Germany now one piece. Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey and Greece. Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman. Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq and Iran. There's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Yemen, Kuwait and Bahrain. The Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium and Portugal, France, England, Denmark and Spain. India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan. Cambodia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan. Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan. Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, and Borneo, and Vietnam. Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana. Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana. Uganda, Lesotho, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone. Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, and Nina, Gabon. Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Algier. Dahomey, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Mayor, and Cayman. Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia. Crete, Mauritania, then Transylvania, Monaco, Lindenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan. Of course. Of course. You knew that's where I was going, didn't you? Yeah, the bobblehead, just naming naming all the countries she knows about. The stupid is strong with this one. Government has reportedly been defrauded of more money Back in the last defrauded. two years than the entire 2022 tax revenue of England, Italy, Mexico, Ireland, Greece, I like it Israel, better when Canada, Yakko does it. Poland, and Brazil combined. The American taxpayers have one question. How the heck were these bureaucrats so dang incompetent that they were being scammed out of $35 million every hour for nearly two years? Absolutely insane. And what's equally concerning is the fact that for years, 
Congress has known the size and scope of which the American taxpayer was defrauded, yet this committee refused to act until now. now was Frelick in the slithy toe? Did Geyer and Gimbel in the way? Paul Mimsy were the more groves and the, the Momraths out great. The Democrat Party, the mainstream media, has tried to discredit this committee before our work has even begun. There should be nothing more bipartisan than ensuring American tax dollars aren't stolen by fraudsters, but sadly it's taken a Republican-controlled Oversight and Accountability Committee to be willing to get to work on it. So here we are, the American people had their businesses shut down, they lost their jobs, their livelihoods, their life's work because of government mandates and shutdowns, and that same government spent trillions of dollars, lost hundreds of billions, and the result is skyrocketing inflation and interest rates for the American people. And our role is to ensure that we find out how this happened and make sure that it never happens again and hold those that stole money from the American people accountable. And uh, Chair Horowitz, um, I would like to ask you, under the Biden administration, we have seen um, the DOJ wage a full-out attack against the American people from accusing parents um, concerned about their children's education, of being domestic terrorists, to raiding the homes of pro-life activists, to pressuring no, companies no. to censor conservatives. As Republicans have continued to um, mention throughout this hearing, there is a clear difference between people who were issued improper payments versus fraudsters who have stolen hundreds of, of billions of dollars collectively from the American taxpayer with malicious intent. Now, um, uh, Chair Horowitz, what is the, the Department of Justice doing to ensure that the federal government is targeting criminals and those who knowingly took millions of dollars from the federal government to fund criminal gangs in Russia, China, and Nigeria? So we, we've worked with the department, inspectors general and the PRAC have worked with the Justice Department on these investigative matters. They've set up a fraud task force. We're a member of it with the Secret Service. We've worked closely with law enforcement partners across the federal government. Um, it's going to take a substantial amount of time, effort, and resources because there are so many cases. We have that partnership working right now. We're going to continue to refer cases to them. Um, and they're going to have to make assessments on which cases to bring um, criminally. We're also working with them on the improper payment side on, with the civil uh, lawyers as well because, again, we want to get the money back for the taxpayers. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I, I yield back. Thank you. Chair recognizes uh, Mr. Goldman. Bring it. Five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you to our witnesses for your service and being here today. After that effort to blame the victim for fraud by bad actors, let's first go back to the undisputed premise that the money appropriated by Congress, including by nearly all of my Republican colleagues on the other side during the past two Congresses, was both life-saving and economic-saving as we face the worst pandemic in our history. Now, as a prosecutor, I prosecuted rampant mortgage fraud that resulted from the subprime mortgage crisis. And we know there was significant fraud arousing, arising out of the TARP program following the 2008 financial crash. But I was shocked to learn in preparing for this hearing that many of the COVID benefits, or at least some of them, were available based on a self-certification process. Am I correct, Mr. Horowitz, that that means that individuals could receive COVID relief funds simply by certifying their eligibility without any independent review? That's correct. Now, would you agree?
And it's interesting because this being Wednesday and all. Remember the story from a few weeks back about the Republican in Florida? Christian, of course. Who did exactly that? Set up bullshit shell corporations and got horse gagging wads of money? Kind of makes you wonder about the corporation that Marginal Trailer Queen got all that money for, doesn't it? At least that's me. Agree, Mr. Horvitz, as also a federal, former federal prosecutor and current IG of DOJ, that a self-certification process is a recipe for fraud? Absolutely. Uh, I read your opening statement closely, and, and I appreciate very much your call for more resources for uh, data and data analysis, which, in my experience, is the most effective way of rooting out identity theft unquestionably the biggest cause of COVID fraud as well as most other frauds. Uh, Mr. Horvitz, in your view, has the Department of Justice received enough money to prosecute fraud related to COVID relief funds to the very fullest extent? Um, I think that's going to be an, a question over time because they are ramping up dramatically as we are and as Secret Services and others. Um, they will need additional resources, particularly this year and in the coming years, to deal with what I think will be a continued, you know, substantial number of cases. So you would certainly agree that the department would benefit from more funds for COVID relief from? I believe they will need that this year and in the years to come. I, I want to ask you. That's what a smart congressman sounds like. And then there's Lauren Bobblehead Boobert. But it does raise an issue. How did how did that, how did that get in? How did that get into the program? Well, it got into the program because it had to, the the package had to be negotiated. And in the process of that negotiation, well, there were Republicans who knew damned well what they were uh, what what their donor class and constituents wanted to do. Get all the money. And so that got written into the law, and it was, yes, a recipe for fraud. And then the Republicans went and did the fraudy things. This little non-capitalist attempt at broadcasting that's been going on for nearly 20 years, I don't know, maybe I could have applied. But it never even dawned on me to think about it. In order to abuse a system like that, you have to have a certain mens rea, a certain criminal intent. You have to have some larceny in your heart to do something like that. And once we realize that, we realize probably where the vast majority of the fraud is going to come from. Religious institutions, scammers, and all manner of Republicans and Trump supporters. I'm not saying it's going. It's, it's in, entirely that way, but it's not going to break out on a 50-50 basis. I feel really confident in making that statement. 
because you just have to have a degree of internal larceny in order in order to even pursue it or so it seems to me I don't know. Scam artists. Oh, and by the way, when we were talking about Nimrata Haley earlier, what was what was that anagram? Hold on. I just love this. Uh. Anal death ray wham Iran. Death ray ahoral manana. Here matahari anal wind. <laughs> I'm going to have to memorize those. No, but in uh, in discussing her earlier, well, not just the bonomo stuff. No, no. It's worth remembering what uh, what what this this woman who would like to be the first woman president said. She was on the View in 2012, and they asked her about contraception, and she said, "All of my policy is not based on a label; it's based on what I've lived and what I know." Women don't care about contraception. They care about jobs and the economy and raising their families and all of those things. Because I guess women who don't raise children aren't women enough for Nimrata. And when Joy Behar called her on it back then, uh, she said, well, while we care about contraception, let's be clear. All we're saying is we don't want government to mandate when we have to have it and when we don't. We want to be able to make that decision. Huh? This is also a woman who, in addition to being by the mornings, uh, morning zoo crew at Moscow 97.7, the vulgar boatman. Uh, she found time in her busy day back in 2020 during the pandemic to attack a popcorn company. She did. She really did. This this is somebody who thinks she should be president of the United States of America. 
she went to social media when she tweeted, Okay, at Popcorn Factory, two messed up birthday orders, missed delivery dates with no explanation. First time I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Second one tells me not to buy from you again. Hashtag disappointed nephew. A gallon can of popcorn. And she sent that out to her 600,000 Twitter followers who were languishing under the fearful effects of a pandemic. Because popcorn in a can. And then the poor popcorn company bowed and scraped trying to make the mean girl like them again. Oh, Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. Not just that. Nimrata also called for Reverend Raphael Warnock Born in the United States, just like her, to be deported. She said, legal immigrants are more patriotic than the leftists these days. They work to come into America, and they love America. They want the laws followed in America. So the only person we need to make sure we deport is Warnock. And the crowd just clapped. Oh, they clapped, and they cheered, and they were so happy, and they roared their approval. Take a moment. It will be a terrifying and horrifying one, but take a moment. And just imagine her being President of the United States of America. I told you it wouldn't be a fun thing. It's not a pleasant thought experiment. Let's see. Are things just quiet for this Wednesday? Kind of weird for me to fill a robster for almost two hours and... Oh, uh, yes, this. We had the story of the Nazi homeschooler yesterday. Katya Lawrence. Well, we know a little more about Katya now. And we wonder why things happen the way they do. We know now that this this, this uh, uh, husband and wife team of Nazis who are running a Nazi homeschool curriculum program um, the name of it remember is dissident homeschool 
She's out of Ohio. She's a stone-cold racist and anti-Semite and homophobe, transphobe, xenophobe, panphobe. Well, they, uh, they've got thousands of people who are following their teaching curriculum to raise good little Nazis. Not being sarcastic, I mean it. Real thing. We know now that she is an immigrant to the United States. She was actually born in the Netherlands. Imagine being Dutch and being a Nazi. Of course, I'm sure there were plenty of Nazi collaborators in the Netherlands. But it gets worse. She got a law degree while she was in the Netherlands before she immigrated. She met... See, it all just works. It all, it, all, it all comes together. She met her future husband while drinking at a, uh, at a, uh, at a beer fest in Munich. Gives a whole new meaning to beer hall putsch. So I guess she couldn't practice law in the United States because being trained in the law in the ne- of the Netherlands is wild, wildly different from uh, the uh, system that we have here. So she did other things. Among them, she did web design. She said, my name is Katya Lawrence, and I make the Internet look pretty. She has since deleted her website, but Vice News saw it. And she bragged about some of her former clients, one of which was the, and why am I not surprised, Wyandotte County, Ohio Sheriff's Department. The Wyandotte County Sheriff's Department wasted no time in getting a a PR statement out. We, like all decent people, are disgusted and appalled that outliers in our community... There's your first mistake. They're not outliers anymore. This country has a Nazi problem. The Nazis of the first third of the 20th century, everybody wasn't a Nazi, but there were plenty of people who, people who were willing to go along with them under the guise of being a good German. And I tell you, that's where we are now. And not to loop all the way back to the beginning of the program and talk about that topic again. But people, mobs, individuals not so much, but mobs, gatherings, groups, are easy to move in one direction or another.
and a mob can be moved to hate whomever the target is. And so the Lawrences, uh, you know, the fact that they've got thousands of people following their homeschool curriculum kind of says that they're not outliers like the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Department says they are. Uh, We're disgusted and appalled that outliers in our community are teaching hatred and contempt to the most vulnerable among us, our children. That was Todd Fry, the Wyandotte County Sheriff, posted a statement on Facebook Tuesday because it came out that, well, she designed the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Department's damn website. Some of those involved may have worked with or for a company that designed the sheriff's office website approximately nine years ago. And then today, when Vice News reached out to him, Sheriff Fry confirmed that uh, it was Katya Lawrence and that she had worked for a company employed by the sheriff's office to design its website back between 2012 and 2014. She was never an employee of the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office. They were an employee of the company that developed our website. Okay. Feeling better, Sheriff, are you, really? Apparently her LinkedIn profile said that she worked for an upper Sandusky-based software company called MFCD since 2012. And the uh, uh, a guy named David Grafmiller, who worked at the company for three decades, said that she worked with his company between 2012 and 2014. And then added, just like everyone else, I was surprised to find out she was a Nazi. She got work with other governmental organizations. The Hardin County Prosecutor's Office, the Hardin Courthouse website. Um, She built the website for her family's insurance agency in Upper Sandusky. No one at Lawrence Insurance was willing to uh, comment. So Lawrence Insurance is apparently involved with Nazis. She made a website for Shotzi's Bar and Grill in Upper Sandusky. People with that uh, that, that, that restaurant said, Katya was an independent web designer that we hired to help with our website eight to ten years ago. She was never in our direct employee, and we firmly opposed the beliefs espoused in the distant homeschool channel. Uh, she also apparently worked for the Ithaca Gun Company of Upper Sandusky, Ohio. The Ithaca Gun Company has thus far remained, as of the time of this publication by Vice, uh, silent on the issue. But here's the one that'll make your skin crawl, or at least made mine. Stop telling us what to make our skins crawl, Robin. At present... She lists herself as being the office manager and bookkeeper for uh, the Obenauer Legal Group. 
it's a law practice with uh, with with offices in Sandusky and Columbus. Office manager and bookkeeper. And the Open Hour Legal Group holds itself out to the public as specialists. I use the term loosely. You're not really supposed to say you're a specialist of any kind of law. Uh, but they have a, a, a they have a practice focus. Let's put it that way on LGBT issues. They pride themselves on LGBT law, adoption, divorce, estate planning, and of course the Open Hour Legal Group didn't re- re- respond to a request for comment either. Neither the gun company nor the lawyers. Now here's a woman who is a stone-cold Nazi who is, is, well, probably deny the Holocaust altogether, but we all know that they, we all, all know who the Nazis came for first. At least I hope we did. And they've got a Nazi in their midst, and they profess to represent LGBTQ interests. So then there's the question. What to do? What do? Now, the sheriff's office ran right out there and said, we're disgusted by these outliers. When, in fact, as I said, they're not really outliers. Just mainstream American Nazis. And I know how they vote. But what of this law what of this law practice? And again the greater question what kind of rights do Nazis have? What kind of not not no 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 not what kind do they have? What kind of rights should they have? Because I don't think she has a right to a job. I guess she has a right to be a Nazi and hate people and and, 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 and be genocidal and the like. But anyone who employs her should also have to deal with the fact that they are employing and giving material aid and support and benefit, you know, to a Nazi. So, I imagine, the, well, well, you know, who knows, we'll probably, we'll probably have an update to this, maybe when the gun company and the law firm decide to say something. Uh, if you see, if you see it before I do, send it along to me. I hate Illinois Nazis. I also hate Ohio Nazis. I hate Nazis. And I don't have a problem saying that. 
every Memorial Day, I go and visit the final resting place of a couple of guys who were decidedly Antifa and died killing Nazis. Go figure. So, uh, yeah, your your thoughts are welcome on that. There's some butt hurting going on in the Senate because Mike Lee, constitutional scholar and probably insurrectionist, as well as Rick Skeletor Scott, have both been bounced off of the Commerce Committee in the Senate. And uh, Rick Scott is blaming Mitch McConnell for it because, well, I get the idea that they're not fond of each other. Rick Scott said, I represent the third biggest state in the country, and I participated in the greatest act of Medicare fraud known to the known, known to known to American history. But no, he didn't add that part. I added that for him. What they told me today at lunch is the way the rules work. McConnell gets to pick. So guess who were kicked off? Mike Lee and me. And I'm not going to bite back back down. I did the right thing when I, I when I run against him for minority leader. We have to stop giving in to the Democrats, Scott said. Oh, my God, really? With a straight face? When the entire, when, 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 when everything that the American people need has died on a, in, a, in a pool of blood and dust on the desk of Moscow Mitch McConnell? Guess who the ranking member of Senate Commerce is going to be? That's right. Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America. McConnell did that to me because I run against him. But the bottom line is they do not have a majority, so there's no 50-50 power sharing. So one Republican is coming off of every committee. Uh, Lee, meanwhile, Mike Lee, constitutional scholar and insurrectionist, uh, he he chose the I shall I, I will keep my stupid mouth shut uh, route. Okay, let's run over and uh, check in with Scott. Hey, Scott. How do you do? What's Hello. up? How do you do? How are you? Finest frogs here. I split four ways with a broad axe. Anyway, I... Uh, you do that late. far too well. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm late to the proceedings today. I uh, I stayed up a wee bit too late last night. What am I saying? I went to bed at 7.30, quarter to 8 this morning. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, it's a new month. It's a new month. Yes, it is. And the clock has started officially. Before it was just a run-up. But this is my 28-day challenge. I figured it out at the 28th is when the uh, inspection will be. Oh, my. So okay. I, I've, got, I've got four solid weeks to get this place together. See, I wish... Uh, well, I mean, how together do you have to get it? Well, you've got to make it look like 
you want to stay there. You know, you just can't let the place go. And that's my problem. If I could have a, a person in here, you know, may, like a, a housekeeping service, you know, a, 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 a young lady or a young man who is, is well-versed in the uh, area of organizing and pitching and sorting and keeping stuff straight, it would be just like it, 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 I could do it on standing on one leg, my good leg, preferably. If I stood on my bad leg, you know, they'd have to pick me up and dust me off. But anyway, I, I, I didn't really call about my uh, domestic issues. I, I just don't. Did I, I? I just get the sense that tuning in late, I missed at least an hour and twelve minutes of you being unhappy. I don't like to see you. Unhappy. No, I'm not unhappy. <laughs> it seems that I had a, I had, a, I had a delightful uh, night. The whole day yesterday was delightful. Was it tickety boo? Uh, it was. It was so. It was so past. Dead. I mean, it was tickety boo cubed. It broke the uh, tickety boo meter. Yes, it did. Mercy broke the glass. Um, pegged. I, I. I. just. Now tell me about Shotzi. This is the name of the bar. Yeah, there's a bar. Uh, it, it, apparently in Upper Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, Shotzi's Bar and Grill. It's now, spelled S H O T Z Y apostrophe S for some reason. Oh, that, that's not how you spell Shotzi. No, it isn't how you spell Shotzi. But it made me think of, do you remember the story of William Randolph Hearst? Which the one? Publisher? The old the old man. The old no, 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 the which story? Oh, which story, okay. Well, you know, he was a, he was a great newspaper publisher. Not great. He wasn't great as in a wonderful person. He was great in terms of wielding... Power and influence. Massive and, amounts of power, yes. Oh, God, had newspapers everywhere. I think he branched off into radio, the Hearst, uh, which is now the Hearst TV uh, thing, which still is a thing in some form. But uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Orson Welles decided to uh, key the public in. Parody on, him with um, Citizen Kane. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, oh, the, uh, uh, he wouldn't. Uh, Hearst wouldn't allow ads for Citizen Kane in any of his newspapers, and it was a real. But it kind of brought him, brought to the attention of the public generally that this was not a nice man, and stopped buying his paper and reading that trash. But his his lady friend, not his wife, but his lady friend, was Marion Davies, the uh, actress who no one remembers. Right. And he had a nickname for her nether regions, which was Rosebud. Really? Is what really? Is that honest, where? That honest to God. That's what, that was one of the things that pissed him off, because as a kid, Charles Foster Kane had a sled named Rosebud. Yes. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure he just. Oh, no, and I can see the snow globe the, falling from his <laughs> hands even now. And close up of a mustachioed lips, rosebud. But yes, that's uh, so you can see why he got a little mad because uh, uh, Marion Davies probably heard about it through the Hollywood grapevine and said, uh, 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 "Daddy," and I'm sure she called him "Daddy." Uh, we've got to do something about this Orson Welles fellow. But anyway, so but but Shotzi for some reason made me think. I'll bet you if you do a little digging, a little heavyweight research, you will find that, that the, spe the, the trick spelling plus the choice of the name has got to have a backstory. 
and it probably has to do with somebody's nether regions and nicknames uh, thereupon. I'd get the uh, crack research committee onto this, and I'm sure we'll be not disappointed. Anyway, I don't. And yeah. we're, I don't know where Wyandotte County, Ohio is. Is that in North? Well, it's Virginia? right next to Hardin County. I got that much out of the story. Hardin. I don't know where Hardin is. Well, you're not. I know what you're, you. Well, I, we're going to solve this little problem. Okay, because see, I I only know Southern Ohio, down by the Cincinnati area. Right. But uh, I no, I don't. Uh, I don't even remember the county that I lived in, that uh, Cincinnati is in. Hamilton. Hamilton, yes. And there are a couple of counties surrounding Hamilton that I'm vaguely aware of. May maybe made uh, quick runs in the dead of night for some reason or other. Uh, it's uh, central Ohio, north central Ohio. Um, it's the upper Sandusky is the county seat of Wyandotte County, and it's old southeast of Findlay. I've heard of Findlay. I've heard of Findlay. There's a there's an annual thing that goes on at Findlay, Ohio. And it has to do, you know how the swallows return to Capistrano in, in Orange County, California yes. every year, and it's a big deal? Well, the Findlay, not to, not to be outdone, has something to do with the return of the buzzards every spring. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. You probably are. Uh, <laughs> it, is, uh, it is a ways north of Columbus. It is directly west of... Mansfield. Yeah, I've heard of Mansfield. And it is uh, uh, basically almost due south of uh, Toledo. Holy Toledo, Robin. Yeah, I, is that right? The Mud Hens, yes. The Mud Hens. Tell me about the Mud Hens. Oh, that was Toledo's, fam- maybe still is, famous uh, minor league ballpark or ball, uh, b- yeah. baseball team, the Toledo Mud Hens. It rang a bell. Of some sort, but I, so what? What is this? This lady is just and her just, husband. Let's not cut him any slack. But they're generally unhappy, based on their perception of the state of things in the world today. I don't know how happy or un they are. They're just fucking Nazis. Well, you gotta now. Come on, you, I'm no. I'm no shrinkologist. But if you've gone so far as to get the uniform and the epaulets and the little medals and badges and different things and become a full-fledged fucking Nazi, that's got to be – there's got to be a correlation between your degree of unhappiness or dissatisfaction, let's say. You know, the world ain't the way I like it, so I'm going to play Nazi dress-up and start believing that shit. That's got to be – Well, but, but it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond the cosplay. It, they, they've got a homeschooling network. Where they teach Nazi philosophy to little homeschool kids. How's little Johnny doing in goose stepping? Yeah, how's little, yeah, how little, little <laughs> Johan? <laughs> and it's Sig Heiling. Well, there's a video, there's audio of, of the, they, they posted it to the Telegram channel of them, uh, of, of their kids, Sig Heiling, literally. For real? Yes. So anything that I would do in the way of parody or fun making. They've done it. Oh shit! Well, we're all screwed then. That's uh, I may have to get up and get more coffee because uh, 
I'm not awake enough to take this in. So what are what are they going to do about this? This I got Well, the Ohio it. Department of Education is <clears throat> investigating. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I yeah. Having lived in Ohio, I know what their track record was when I was there. When it came to details, looking into shit, not uh, not very active in that department. Now, does this does Shotzi's with the trick spelling have a game room? I think you can tell a lot. By I know next to nothing about Shotzi's Bar and Grill. Are in the game room. Most and by the way. Uh, if you're talking, uh, Stephen New York said, if you're talking about Marge's dog, she spelled it that way because Schatzi, uh, S-C-H-A-Z-I, is German for sweetheart, and she spelled it that way because of the spelling of her last name. I knew somebody would remember that. I was going to bring it up. Marge Schott, who used to own the Cincinnati Reds. Who thought Hitler was a pretty good guy? Oh, yeah, because he, he built great highways. And, and she would say that because I think her family owned a, a, a chain of auto dealerships. I forget which what the brands were, which types of cars. But, uh, yeah, and she had put all that automobile money into the acquisition of the Royals, or not the Royals. The Reds. Uh, Reds. Uh, yes, and she had her little dog named Shotzi, who I think they let come into the ballpark every time as, and sit in the owner's box and – Eat schnitzel. Give Shotzi another schnitzel. God. I'm looking for Shotzi's now. But I got to figure there's a game room off of the bar where there's like a pool table and one of those bowling machines where you slide the puck and you've got to put sawdust or some. What is that shit that they put on those bowling machines to make the metallic puck? go down smoothly and not get stuck midway down the uh, the alley. I, I don't know. Uh, but Shotzi's Bar and Grill of Upper Sandusky, Ohio, is temporarily closed, according to Google. Oh. Oh, dude, well, well, there's got to be a story behind that. I, I, I'm sure it's not from uh, public pressure. It's got to be maybe a health department. Well, I don't want to speculate, but it could be anything. It could be, well, public sentiment. You never know. People will surprise you, Robin, sometimes. You may not get everybody on board, but there are some th people who actually have a thought every now and again and can work things out in their own head. They've got they wine. For, they, they, they brag about having wine from a large selection of wines from local wineries, exotic selections from around the globe. It's got to be a meat and cheese platter for the lunchman's trade. Uh, looking at the menu now. <laughs> Chicken finger basket, mozzarella sticks, chips and queso, portobello basket, boneless wings, fried pickle chips, tailgate platter. You whoa, get whoa, a choice whoa. of any three, fried pickles, cheese sticks, fried portobello, loaded fries, waffle fries, or chicken fingers. And doesn't this just sound taste tempting? Trash can nachos. <laughs> it's right up there with dumpster dive sloppy joes, you know. Well, I I know what's in my trash can. So a I tin can packed with layers of tortilla chips. Or I did that on tin, You said a tin can. A tin can packed with layers of tortilla chips, nacho cheese, ground beef, green onion, diced tomatoes, jalapenos, lettuce, and olives with sour cream and salsa. 
substitute for Mexican-style chicken, plus 99 cents. Is that the chicken has a little sombrero on? I got nothing. Uh, New Franken-tots. Dear God. Monstrous potato and bacon tater tots with a side of our chipotle aioli sauce. Jumbo soft pretzels. These Franken-tots back in the kitchen, assuming that they're using a kitchen to do this, to prepare these. The person fixing the Franken-tots, instead of him saying they're done, slap them on the plate and put them out for the wait staff to take to the table. Does he does he get all excited and say, they're alive, they're alive? <laughs> and then, cause, okay, from their greens and bowls selections. Oh, they have greens. Now, how is this possible? Uh, Cobb salad, taco salad, house salad, garden sado- salad, but oh, dear God. From the same folks who brought you trash can nachos, you get the wet burrito bowl. I dare not ask. Just come up with another name, y'all. Well, yeah. Your choice of Mexi chicken or beef, refried beans and rice topped with burrito sauce, lettuce, tomatoes, and black olives with salsa and sour cream. Why not just call it a burrito bowl? Why does it got to be wet? Now I say, well, God, now 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 I sound like little Benny Shapiro. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) And the Lord said, "Thou shalt not shall not be thou shalt not be wet." And I'm still looking for the game room. Yeah, I got to figure that there's um... outdoor dining is here. Well, would you want to be in a a, a, a a place, people eating all that, eating all that? I mean, that causes gastric issues. Oh, they've got it. Wait, wait. I missed the second page. Oh, there's a second page. Oh, yeah. Oh. I would sign up. I don't know. Uh, they've got a walleye fish dinner, and I love me some walleye. Do they deliver? I don't think they bring it out here. Uh, signature item, wet burrito. Again, they're hustling the wet burrito. Uh, you and your wet burrito. Um, but they, then there's a Sloopy burger. Like hang on, Sloopy? I guess. Sloopy, hang on. <laughs> uh, they have uh, they have a, a broad selection of paninis. Do they have Melba toast for the weight conscious? Uh, they have a banquet hall. Oh, well, I can imagine what goes on there. They have outdoor dining. It's finally patio season in Ohio. Step back, for, step out back for some fresh air and enjoy the sunshine, your favorite cocktail, and a bite to eat. As always, our patio is friendly to leashed pets, also available for private parties. The leashed pets are available for private parties. I'm getting lost here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. I overfilled my second cup. It's of you know it's it's kind of it's kind of got a dive bar vibe. I guess it's been uh, been a bar for a long time. I don't know that you must have an advanced uh, copy of the spring and early summer menu because it is definitely. I know how weather works in Ohio, and on the first day of February. Well, that kind of tells I, you how old the website update is. I don't believe it's uh, it's patio time by a damn sight. Well, um, 
Yeah, we we got a little insight from uh, Steve in New York, uh, who says uh, temporarily closed, probably because it's off season. No Cedar Point visitors. Yes, I forgot about Cedar Point. Was that where the? Uh, that's an amusement park or a recreational area, isn't it? Yeah, but that's that's. I thought that was Sandusky, Ohio, up by the lake. This is Upper Sandusky, which is nowhere near Lake Erie. Well, now I'm thoroughly confused. You? <laughs> uh, no, it, it, but you know, Nazis. Well, I missed the first part. Is is because of getting here late, and I apologize for that. But I'm. I'm living in. Don't in, let it happen uh, again. Oh shit! Now I'm, I'm really in trouble. What um, is she? Is she? Is she or is someone in her family any type of public official? Uh, not that. Not that anyone's found out. But it's her yeah, and her yeah. husband. Apparently, her husband runs an insurance agency, which needs to be known as an insurance agency run by a Nazi. Is there an emu? Uh, no, and I don't think there's a lizard or flow. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But that's an interesting Probably. that's an interesting point that you raised because um, whomever's insurance they're selling needs to be informed that they've got a Nazi selling their shit. Yeah, probably one of these multiple line agencies. Right. It's like independent. They have a little shield on the window as you come in. Oh, let me see. I'll find the story again. Pull the story back up and... Uh... Because you would like to think that a major purveyor of insurance, like a national or worldwide company, would not be uh, having these people represent their their products. And well, but then again, we live in America of 2023, so anything's possible. I'm trying to find here uh, the name of it. Lawrence Insurance Agency. So now we have to look them up. And we build a bit of fond farewell to Shotzi's Bar and Grill with big town flavor and small town feel. Um, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, Lawrence Insurance. Upper Sandusky, Ohio. Well, they seem to have disappeared, too. Hmm. Do you think they packed up in the night and went to more friendly, um, mm. more friendly place, or? No, I think I think their 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 online presence is just. Uh... Not so uh, present because of the what's going on here. Now, a school like that, like a you know an alternate alternative schooling, alternate schooling, homeschooling, Scott, homeschooling. Yeah, but they're I, I used alternate or alternative schooling simply because they don't want their kids in mixing with them riffraff. They got they've got to go. Theoretically, they've got to go by the same curriculum, and the kids have. No, to they don't. They don't have to go by the same curriculum. Really? No, I well, went I over all of that in the story yesterday. 
there's almost there, there, the the actual requirements to homeschool in Ohio are nominal at best. And I don't suppose there's a chance of getting national standards anytime soon. No, no, no. I mean, you, you said you missed out on the per- Nitwit Nero announced some uh, it, it, some plans for national education standards, and uh, he's going to create a credentialing committee that will make sure that no teachers ever teach any trans children. Oh God, that's these people. I mean, he declared war today. Oh, this was see. I, I'm a, I'm a little late to today's. Uh, well, he I I heard that he was going back, finally getting his little campaign underway, and I hear, the last thing I heard before I went to sleep before I turned off the TV this morning, the uh, his uh, fundraising is uh, not where they want to be, like by a long shot. Yeah, the grift isn't grifting very well right now. Yeah, well, see when you when you've had four years of you know, actual application of the Trump approach to things. And you've got to figure that he knows on some level that the jig is most definitely up, that one of these venues where there's legal trouble, he may sing a good song in public as far as being optimistic and, oh, they'll never get me and all that. But how many times have we heard in life, uh, you know, in criminal uh, news and views, you know, they're, 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 the, the gavel comes down, the co- conviction has occurred, the sentencing has occurred, and they're leading them away, and they're still saying, you'll never get me copper, or words to that effect. You know? Yeah. You just... It, it, well, it, I, don't, it, I, th- I think his mind is such that he doesn't believe he can be touched. Well, who would want to touch him? Because he's, he's evaded responsibility culpability all his life and has never been held to account. Yeah. And now he's throwing a fit on uh, uh, on his rickety social media platform because people are coming to it to punk him over Ron Monkey up to Clantis. Well, has, has he gone back to Facebook now that he's allowed again? I don't know if he has. I haven't looked. Or is he trying to uh, make a make a go of uh, his what is it called? Uh, truth media? Is it truth oh, social? Truth social. Yeah. No, he's still there. He's he's been allowed back on um, on Twitter and on Facebook. But I don't I, I don't follow him. But uh, apparently, Florida man got on Truth Social and said. Uh, It, that uh, we should uh, that, that Republicans should pick DeClantis and that caused him to throw a conniption thank you the real Ron is a rhino globalist who closed quickly down Florida and even its beaches loved the vaccines and wasted big money on testing how quickly people forget Well, that that's kind of a signal because he's not the only one. De, uh, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, I think is going to make an announcement. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, the fifteenth. Uh, or uh, yeah, yeah, we're now in February. 
Um, Pence hasn't ruled it out, I don't think. Although I just can't imagine him even showing his face. Uh, and I, there's not enough power. I mean, the, the in the Republican Party and what independents or crossover Democrats might even support someone like Pence. Pence there's not a. There's not a. He doesn't have the the wide appeal. Did I say wide or white? Wide. The wide. Yeah, the white. Wide white. That works too. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't seem to have the flair for that sort of thing because his his era of politics was sort of sta- he didn't shout his his he never used his outdoor voice it was always his indoor voice and you know supposedly well reasoned uh, positions and typical you know old school conservative but that ship has sailed they don't do it that way no more you you're as likely to find an umpa band and and fucking um Stormtroopers, uh, lady stormtroopers in their special outfits doing dance numbers in the run up to the, to the main event, the rally, with, with a lot of these guys. Well, he's he's upset. He is upset at uh, at Ron Monkey up to Clantis. He said, "He won't be leading. I got him elected. I'm the one that chose him." And then Monkey up sent a shot across Nitwit Nero's bow, saying. Uh, I just got reelected. Not say it. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. And well, so I, I hope mean, they tear I hope they tear each other to pieces. Well, and isn't that usually the way it goes that they get they there is so much damage inflicted upon half a dozen or seven or eight or nine or more candidates because they get they wasn't that the Democrat. I mean, the Republican candidates who had to have two different nights of presidential debates, primary debates, this last cycle or the one before. Yeah, sixteen. That, uh, or, or am I misremembering? No, I think. Th- yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> All the yeah, the, the pageants will be epic. Oh, yeah, pageants. I couldn't think of that word. I can just, I can just see you both disloyal, Nikki, Ronnie. You're disloyal. I made you. How can you I, do this to me? Look what they did to my boy. I really think there ought to be a, uh, since they are pageants in the most accurate, you know, literal sense. There ought to be a. Uh, if you say swimsuit I, competition. No, no, no. I don't want to see that. I, but a talent, an honest-to-God, old-fashioned talent display. Because I want to know that these people are, I was going to say well-rounded, but we know that's not true. That they are, these, are, these are people who know something, who claim to know, who, whose claim to fame transcends politics. Because coming right down to it, you're dealing with human beings, no matter what your office is. And that's the intent of it. I want to know that this is, and it's not that thing about, well, would you have a beer with this person? No, I want to know that this person can do something other than run run their mouth. Well, look where the have a beer with standard got us. I'm going to vote for George W. Bush because I'd like to have a beer with him and then watch him drive his car through the plate glass window of his home. So wouldn't a, a an exposition of talent on the part of these candidates give us some insight as to... Uh, 
their well-roundedness, for lack of a better term? I don't know. I'm not running a pack. Nitwit Nero, Nitwit Nero can't play a radio, for God's sakes, let alone a musical instrument. I don't want to see him dance. <laughs> it's more like a... What's he going like, to do, stand up and recite the Wreck of the Hesperus? <laughs> I don't know. Charge of the Light Brigade? Onward toward death, rode the 4,000. Believe me, it was amazing. <laughs> didn't they teach him anything in that military academy that he could uh, use for a talent? They didn't they have a band? No, wasn't he a drum major? or a, Not a drum major, but didn't he play drum in the, in the marching band at... Uh, Whatever that uh, did he that juvenile delinquency camp he went to. Maybe maybe I'm think misremembering because they were showing pictures. George W. Bush was a cheerleader. Why? Well, yeah, yeah. Lean to the left. Lean to the right. Stand up. Sit down. Fight. 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 Uh, no, it just doesn't move me at all. But it seems to me, maybe it was just because of the uniform that they had to wear. They all looked like they were supposed to be in a marching band. Rah, rah, re, kick him in the knee. Rah, rah, ras, kick him in the other knee. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jesus. <clears throat> or the English, the English major cheer. Repel yeah. them, repel them, make them relinquish the ball. Uh, pardon me, I did. That was the English major cheer when I was in college. I had to, um, I had to cough. But anyway, I, I just don't um, – I am not looking forward to the next presidential campaign because you know it's going to be – It's going to be zany. Oh, zany. It's, it passed zany a couple of cycles ago. I don't think things have been – you know. And remember, Nimrata Haley's uh, anagram is here Matahari anal wind. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody's working overtime in the research department. Now, she was a uh, governor, wasn't she? Yeah, of South Carolina, and then she was the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. I can't imagine that. That's like, uh, who was that guy with the mustache? Um, oh, Wilford. John uh, Pornstache Bolton? Oh, Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I got the right one. Ah, oh, Jesus, would you look at the time? <laughs> I don't know why that was funny, but it was. I'm channeling my first grade uh, nun teacher. Ah, oh, Jesus, look at the time. Ah, oh, look at the time, boys and girls. Well, put your crayons and your your <laughs> your finger paints away. We've got to ship you off to lunch. <laughs> just a little lady, just a little rotund. She she was almost as wide as she was tall, and God bless her. Um. Uh, you got to figure. She wasn't one of the mean ones. No, no, she was in first grade. They don't want to. They don't want to start off with mean on the first day in Catholic schools. At least they didn't back when I was there. You had you. She was probably a burnout. Probably uh, had a had developed some sort of substance or drinking problem, more likely, and had gone to the uh, the regrouping uh, department for nuns. And they figure, well, she's back on track. She's okay. She's not, you know, she's not hoisting. Yeah, I've uh, thought of, I've thought of regrooving several times in the past <laughs> couple of days. You should <laughs> woke well, up I'm yesterday. Saying, woke up yesterday where I need to be regrooved. They they probably got her just well enough to handle a group of 
oh, back in those days, maybe 58, 62 uh, uh, first graders. And she wasn't always steady on her feet, but she but she was one of the nice nuns. And that's where they trick you. I think the first two years were nice nuns, maybe the first three years of school. And then you get into your years. I actually did have a fifth grade math teacher, Sister Domatilla. Now, what is it? What images does that conjure up? I don't even know what. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like. Yeah. De- definitely dommy dommy mommy material probably with you know a couple of curly little black hairs poking out of her chin but she oh god she uh she was the only nun in the holy cross order who could ride a motorcycle but only to and from church and she had a leather habit and just an attitude to match just an unpleasant lady and i she's gone now i'm sure because god she was older than uh she was approaching methuselah's uh age back in this in the mid 60s for you know but i i don't uh how did i get on the nuns change stop me before i <laughs> no absolutely not i still have yet to take the first sip of my second cup of coffee because that's why i won't stop running my mouth talk a while Tell the i did that for almost two hours before you called it's your turn well, I've got to get a little caffeine in me. Wait a minute. Hang on. Uh, uh, Clarence in South Carolina, Stan, went there. Swimsuit competition. Can you see Trump in a swimsuit? What the fuck? The bleach he suggested to drink to get rid of COVID would have to be used for your eyes. See, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't. I didn't. But there. But, but you went there, Clarence. Dog on it. And then the little less, the little uh, one-minute essay. Speedo, question. speedo. What would you do? Trump in a you... speedo kills your libido. How's that for rhyme? Is this thing on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> the, uh, the little uh, essay that the Burt Parks, remember, would get up there, and uh, you know they'd ask if you win Miss uh, America for nineteen whatever it was. Uh, what is, what is your main job? What is your main goal? Your main intention? And they would get some of the most flowery, uh, 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 optimistic. That always used to crack me up. Uh, you know, oh, and I'm going my I'm going to work for world peace and uh, world peace. Even um, I don't. Oh, know. you've forgotten I, the classic. Oh, it wasn't. Go ahead, because we may be, you may be thinking of one that. It... No, I, th- this is this is the classic, and I have it here. Was this a lady in South Carolina? This is Miss South Carolina. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I think she's like fifty now or something. It, it was a long time. No, actually, she was Miss Teen USA uh, South Carolina two thousand seven. So, sixteen years ago. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so. This is evergreen. Because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South such Africa as. and uh, the Iraq, everywhere, such as, 
I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to... God damn it, ring, bell, ring! ...able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. And world peace. Was she dropped on her head? Oh, don't be mean to her. It's an intensely, it, it's 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 really, it's a horrifyingly stressful situation. And she was just hoping words would come out in the right order. It's difficult. I'm not kidding. I'm not being. Well, that is true. She had all the words. It was getting them strung together. Yeah, that's what my, that's what my old, that's what my old acting coach used to say. Yes, Robin, we've got all the right words. Now all you have to do is get them in the right order. Well, and see, if more people would go into for regrouping, you learn that in beadwork. <laughs> uh, three times a week, there's beadwork, and you got your tiny beads, your little bigger beads, your little, little bigger beads, your medium-sized beads, your uh, extra-large beads, and your jumbo fucking bead, the one in the middle. And you've got to string them in the right order. Otherwise, they don't let you go. They make you sit there. Take away your your corned beef and cabbage until you get it right. And then, but, and since we've gone here, uh, another favorite of mine is the. Uh, this is not reality. This is just Sandra Bullock being a comic genius. World peace, definitely. World peace. That's easy. World peace. World peace. What is the one most important thing our society needs? That would be harsher punishment for parole violators, Stan. <laughs> and world peace. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the name of that film? I, I remember seeing it. Oh, Miss Congeniality. Thank yes. you, Gracie Lou Freebush. Mm. <laughs> you know, the, the woman in South Carolina... That wasn't a put-on. That was no. That was real performance. It made me think back. The only thing they didn't ask her to do, which would have cinched the uh, argument, would have been. Remember when they got when Dan Quayle, when he was vice president, there's a name from the past, was in some classroom somewhere. On potato Sunday. with an E. Yeah, potato. Yeah. Potato with an E. And what it was it, it wasn't a very high upgrade. It was like maybe fifth grade, and he's being out. Uh, he's being challenged by fourth or fifth graders with relatively simple spelling tasks. For fuck's sake! I mean, come on. Oh, oh, and we uh, thank you, Darlene in Connecticut. Um, just came through with the uh, uh, the the this evening's Trump trivia question. Uh, she said, sorry, Scott and Robin, I'm pretty sure it was bowling. And there's a picture of him wearing a shirt that says staff with a bowling trophy. Donald wins a bowling trophy shortly before avoiding the draft. Oh, my. I had no idea. And, by no the idea. way, Darlene adds, uh, it was the same in the secular public schools, Scott. Teachers sweet as pie till we got to fourth grade. Yeah, that's when they spring it on you, whatever it is. <laughs> Coffee know? breaks over. Back on your head, kid. So old Donald was on the bowling team, eh? 
I suppose so. You know, you there, know, there, there the, are rules. It's not Vietnam. Being on the East Coast, he may have had a... Because I don't know if people are aware of this in other parts of the country, but <clears throat> usually on the East Coast, I don't know if they still have it, but they have 10 pins, which is the big honking uh, uh, balls and pins. But also, I learned originally when I was on a bowling team with duck pins, which is a whole different animal. Yeah. I wonder if he pulled... Uh, no, it was standard bowling. Like to, uh, like to have what? I would like to have seen his form, his approach, his steely eye looking over the top of the ball as he uh, makes his approach. And who would you have whispering in the background? Dick Weber. Who, who can oh, of course. Dick Weber? And Chris Schenkel used to do the bowling. Loved on Chris Schenkel. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Welcome to ABC Sports Pro Bowlers Tour, coming you today, coming to you today from the dusty lanes of busted knuckle, busted knuckle Oklahoma, and the uh, busted knuckle Open. I remember one year they did come to a big bowling complex in the D.C. area, but it was too far away for me to get to because back then it was before I was driving, and I would have loved to have seen these guys in person. Um. Some of, I mean, say what you will about bowling. It's hard to do with consistency. And you say, well, you know, they're, they're, they're wearing special shoes, a fancy uh, uh, shirt with their name embroidered over the pocket or whatever. And they uh, the, the roll uh, big balls down there to knock over pins. And whoever knocks over the most with skill and efficiency gets, to, gets the trophy. Well, yeah, you try it if you think. It's and a well, Randy reason. Radar just uh, told told me, and and Randy grew up in New England. I bowled candle pins. Candle pin bowling is a thing. Yes, it is. In and fact, I think we had the do? bowling discussion a couple of Friday on the front porches ago, and I and and I because I had heard the story on National Petroleum Radio about the great controversy sweeping the bowling world right now with the replacement of the automatic pin setting machines with pins that just have strings permanently affixed to the top and they don't fall down the right way. Now, wait a minute. Are you put beyond? No. Or is John Brittle there? Are you shitting me, Bob? No. No. Uh, It's a thing. I mean, there's there's an uproar in the bowling world because you don't score right, the pins don't fall right, you get weird splits, and the the problem arises... Because the, the, the pin reset machines are actually kind of complicated, and the people to repair the pin resetting machines are not to be found because nobody's going into the business anymore. And the old guys and all the old guys are retiring or dead or and so they had to come up and, and like the pro bowlers tour is like, oh, heresy. And and the funny thing was on the on, just to show how deep into the culture some things go, the music that they were playing in the background of the package on NPR was from, of course, the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Well, that would make sense. Because, you know, it centers bowling. 
Well, I, help me understand this, having spent more than a few hours in bowling alleys. Never at that end of the lane, obviously, but I know some of the, I think AMF was one of the uh, big yeah. companies, American Foundry, what was it, AM, American Machine and Foundry, I think it was. Yeah, they, 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 the, uh, they, they owned Harley-Davidson for a while. Yes. <laughs> when they, and, and that's back when Harleys became har, uh, hardly rideable. Yes, I'm not going to tell you the story. I'll tell you off the air. I had a friend who was an accountant for AMF. But but anyway, let me not miss my point. Knowing a little bit about the pin-setting machinery, now what you're telling me is that up at the top of the, of the area where the pins are set up, they are knocked down, but they are, there are wires, probably more likely than string, than wire, that the guy hits the... No, it's not wire. It's, it's fiber. Or fiber, okay. But, but you, those pins have to be placed with a certain degree of accuracy, first of all. And what's keeping the fiber uh, threads, those pins fly when you hit them right and knock them over. Yeah. How do the, do the, do the uh, strings, for lack of a better word, not get tangled up? It's almost more... Well, weird. no, the, the Professional Bowlers Association has a robot bowler. And I think his name is Weber. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're you're doing No, I'm this not. This is the to, truth. You want to induce a flashback is what you're up to. I can tell. <laughs> yes. There'd be a big old Timothy Leary face in the uh, corner of the ceiling looking down at me laughing maniacally. Jesus. Uh, well, okay, go ahead and tell me. I'll shut up. Well, I, no, they, they, they ran experiments with regular bowling pins versus... Um, these new string ordered pins, and 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 they did not they did not get identical results, and the pins did not fall correctly, even even with the robot bowler. Now I'm doing a search real quick. NPR. Well, you know, bowling even controversy. You may, some of the football uh, fans might scoff and laugh and giggle at this and point. But in bowling, in the Pro Bowlers Tour back in the 60s, when I watched it, they would have instant replays of, of impressive strikes or close uh, uh, spares. And they would show the, I mean, super slow motion, how the pins would react and hit in just the right way. And the ball would not hit in just in the pocket, I think is what they used to call it. And it was a, there's physics involved. There's actual science and fibers attached to the upper part of the area where the pins are is going to, is going to negate the natural action of the balls hitting the pins and the pins flying and ricocheting and all that. Now, am I on the right track with that? Yeah, yeah. And well, I, 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 found, I found the story. Oh, no, it's okay. Earl. No, it's not. It's not Weber. It's Earl. Oh, like um, uh, what was his first name? Um, it's named after a, bur a bowler who's Earl, not Earl Weaver. Somebody can look that up. Yeah, I, I, that's the research ahead. department's job. Uh, well, it, uh, so um, over on NPR, it was an interview, and Juana Summers was interviewing the guy who wrote the article with the Wall Street Journal, 
According to the United States Bowling Congress, they've done mechanical testing with their, with their robotic bowling arm, known as Earl. And Earl found that there are fewer strikes with the, 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 new, the new pins. There's otter splits that come out of that. And bowling is perceivably changed with the advent of these string pin setters. And the intention of the people that own the bowling alleys is to cut down on labor costs, right? No, the intention is to have is is to have something in place because they can't because the, every the, the people who know how to work on the machines are aging out. Oh, well, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know what they make, you know, in terms of pay and benefits. It's it's a noisy job. I, I'll give them that. And remember, it used to be done by humans, boys mostly. Well, a little, uh, you know, smaller uh, girls maybe even. And, uh, you know, and and they would they they would you know manually set the pins and then get out of the way. It, it must have been somewhat terrifying, traumatizing even. <laughs> oh, yeah. Incoming. Um. And then the machines came along, and the machines were great. But they've got to find a solution to the fact that it's hard to work on the machines anymore. And they're called and string pins. String pins, geez. Well, I've got to look. I'm sure there's YouTube video or something of this because this is a brand new thing to me. I would not in my wildest dreams would I think that somebody would come up with that. And I understand the reasoning, but you got to, certainly there was, that was organized labor, wouldn't it be? I mean, the amalgamated uh, 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 pin setter uh, association or something. I mean, not pin setter, but I mean the mechanics, the people who yeah. keep that machinery working. Pin regroovers. Yes. <laughs> But I always used to like it when the ball when the ball would return. Earl Anthony, thank you, Stephen, New Earl, York. Earl you. Anthony. I couldn't think of his name because there were bowlers. I mean, when they became household names, you knew who they were until you got older, like I have, and just forget space every goddamn thing. Who is this again? Who are you? No, <laughs> that can't be right. But anyway, I uh, I, 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 I now I want to go bowling. I haven't been bowling for probably. Yeah, we got a little bowling alley over in Oak Hill called Pinheads. Pinheads. Yeah, I, I like think they that. should have pictures of Nixon all over. Yes. <laughs> that I, uh... and that and Pinhead the Clown. Well, you know, bowling has an association or a connection to my getting into radio. What time is it? Let me tell this story quickly. Okay, you got time. I was probably in uh, fourth, third, or, uh, fourth or fifth grade when I was on a Saturday bowling team down at the long gone Alexandria Lanes, okay? And they were down in the Old Town area, the end of Old Town, which is closer to D.C. than it is the other end of town. And, uh, you know, kids that I either was in school with, in one case, I think my sister was on one of the teams because she was old enough to do it, my younger sister, and other kids that I knew either from the neighborhood or from other schools or whatever. 
And every year at the end of the thing, if you were on the one of the top teams, you get a trophy, and it was a deal. It was my only foray into anything organized and anything even remotely connected to sports. Well, anyway, after the thing was over, it would run like from 11 to, to 1 or something on every Saturday or 10 to noon or whatever, because that is sort of downtime for a bowling alley. So they want to encourage child, you know, youth uh, team play, uh, league play during that part of the, the weekend that their, their business is down. So anyway, we finish up and I, I put return my rented shoes, put my civilian shoes back on and come out of the place and look across the way past the giant food store in, in the distance and see in this vertical window, vertically spaced, the letters W-P-I-K-A-M. And that was our little radio station in Alexandria when I was growing up with a middle-of-the-road format at 7.30 on the dial. So I walk over thinking maybe I can go in and look around. And the door is locked. You, there's a door at street level, a glass door, and then a stairway going up to where the studios and offices and uh, uh, yeah, studios and offices are. But there's a doorbell button. So I press the button, and this man comes down. He says, yes, what do you want? And I said, can I get, like, get a tour? Because I, I, I want to go into radio when I grow up. So this nice man, uh, Jay Perry, was a popular local DJ back in those days, let me spend the afternoon watching him work in an old 1940s era. That was some of the equipment was from that era, except for the cart machines, which came along later. And it was fascinating, Robin. It was absolutely fascinating to sit there and take it in and and. And they had an FM station licensed to, like, Woodbridge. And the newsman was down there. And then once an hour, they would do the local news. They had a patch cord arrangement back in the equipment bay. And then a pot on the, I mean, a pot, a place on the, on the control board, which would bring Don Spencer was his name. Don, and he had this nasal voice. Don Spencer reporting WPIK WXRA News. And he would do this little five minute newscast. And it was just tremendous to, you know, to, to, and I don't know that kids want to go into radio, if anybody wants to go into radio these days, has anything close to that type of opportunity because local stations are all automated or satellited in, aren't they? In these small markets, these now that, mostly now, yeah. But that, that was just a, you know, I don't mean to get all uh, Paul and Jan Crouch on you, but that was a precious memory for me as a little uh, sure. DJ. Did you ever hang out at stations, or did you have were the opportunity present themselves to you as a youngster? Not, no, not not until I started working in them. And then it was too late. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> Nothing you can do. The doors are locked. We've changed the keys, and you're stuck. Jeez. Here's what you signed up for, kid. Now I'm going to teach you how to change the ribbon in the UPI machine. Oh, and I hate it. That was the task that nobody wanted to do. <sighs> Horrible. I never knew anybody who could do it without getting that ink everywhere. Well, that was the whole thing. You just were gonna. You looked like you'd been printed. You'd been printed by the cops by the time you were done, and that they decided to take a nose print too. Yeah, yeah, jeez. 
No, I was thinking. I, no, I was thinking of Zippy the Pinhead. Um, oh, with the bowling. No, no Zippy the, the the yeah the cartoon character, comic character, comic circus. strip character. Yeah, yeah. Zippy. Yow! And are we having fun yet? And the weird thing is, getting back to my visit to WPIK as a kid, and I could have been more than 10 or 12, well, 12, 13, something like that. They had these floor model, I guess they were RCA, maybe Gates, but probably RCA turntables. Big honking monsters. And I'm sure on the inside of them, and it was all tube driven, okay, big old green felt covered uh, uh, turntables. And two different tone arms. Get this. One was for your regular records, like your 33s and your 45s. And the other tone arm, which for some reason swung in from the back, was for transcription desks. When radio programs were like syndicated. You know, we haven't heard. I haven't heard from him in ages, and I hope I hope he's still okay. But we had a, a dear friend. Lived in the Bay Area and then moved to Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, a guy named Richard, who was an absolute he was absolutely encyclopedic in his knowledge of turntable styluses. Oh, really? Yeah. But they they the the a lot of the transcription discs, you would change the gearing on the uh, there was a switch that would change the gearing on the turntable, and you would use that second tone arm. Which had a different, definitely had a different type of needle in it. The turntable would not go clockwise. The record, the, the thing would go counterclockwise, and you would start it. You would play it beginning from the center of the disc, and the tone arm as it played would move toward the outer edge. Was it? But was it for playback or was it for the actual recording? No, those were for like playback, and well, they'd have to record them that way too, I guess. But that was for playback of these. 15, they couldn't have been more than 15 Jeez, minutes. it was literally a regrooving machine. Maybe that's where I got it from. And we all need, and the moral... Every now and then, is, we all just need a little regrooving. There you go, to get us back on track. Wouldn't that be right? Yes. W wouldn't that be the... Get the us object? tracking properly. That's right. No, no wow, don't wow that sucker in. No wow, no flutter, no skips. <laughs> no repeats. <laughs> The record stuck. The record stuck. The record stuck. The record stuck. No, none of that. You know that freaked me the hell right out. Tell them what the record stuck is. Oh, it's from Monty Python's matching tie and handkerchief. Yes. You go ahead and tell. We go into a little detail about the two track. Well, it's it, it, it's actually it's <laughs> the world's only three sided album. Yes. Now think about it. Well, first tell them what an album is because kids today. Well, uh, okay, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, phones had dials. Yeah, no, no, not no, that oh, back. No. Um, <laughs> no, vinyl, vinyl has enjoyed a, a, a an absolute renaissance. There are people. Oh, there, there are there are turntable snobs again. Well, it, and it's the quality of the sound that you don't get from digital. That's well, right, because we, you know, we don't hear digitally. Our ears are analog. Uh huh. How's that? Huh? What? No, go, go ahead. And and so, an analog playback with it, yeah. And you can't you can't play them backwards either, like you could you know, turn me on, Ted Man. Um, <laughs> how? Why do you do this to me? 
but no, it was a three-sided album. One side was just regular. The other side had dual two sets of grooves. And you had to fuck around with your stylus to get it on the right set of grooves. And so then the first, the first time you do it, when you pull the record out and play it for the first time, and you say, that was good, I want to hear that again, and you put the tone arm down. And you get the second set of grooves, and you're like, what the? And you're already high, if you have any sense. Naturally. Okay. And you don't, you think that this is it. Everything they've told you at the anti-drug uh, seminar is absolutely true. You are losing your fucking mind. Ah! You know. Jeez, matching. Yeah, I think I've still got that record, but I have nothing to play it on. Monty Python, matching tie and handkerchief. Followed shortly thereafter by the Contractual Obligation album. Yes, I remember that. Was that the which one had? It looked like it was a classical, like a symphonic presentation uh, cover, and it looked like they had marked it with a grease pencil. And and scrolled in Monty Python second record or something like that. I've got I may have that one around here too. Jeez. You need a turntable. I well I I had one but I sold it. I sold a lot of stuff before I moved out here. I wish I had it back. But I don't I I took I. What can uh, the one you're talking about is uh, another Monty Python record. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, God, I love those guys. I they, they and thank God for PBS. The PBS stations bought the Monty or leased the Monty Python series, which had run for like two or three years in England, and introduced them to uh, American audiences. And that was just at the right time too. Oh, that's the same time that I'm uh, I'm picking up my first copy of George Carlin's Class Clown. Oh yeah. Um, Richard Pryor's Wanted Live in Concert, which contains the story of when the white guy gave him acid. I don't know that story. I better look that one up. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, and of course he uses the nerdy white guy. Oh, you'll be tripping. You'll be tripping. Hey, shit. <laughs> Yeah, and a little bit later, of course, the acid kicks in, which is always for you first timers out there. Have a friend with you. Have a sitter. Yes. Because... <laughs> Don't do, do. Do not try. Do you know? No. I think that's what they were called. Were sitters. Guides. Uh, guides. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. The. Uh, I. I I was guide. Who needs a guide? I'm gonna, I'm gonna white knuckle this fucker, <laughs> which I did and thought I was turning into a wax candle. God damn! Well, it's Richard Pryor. I forgot how to breathe. Oh God, yeah. I'm gonna die. <laughs> uh, That's that that whole thing was. Too, uh, we wore that out in eight track form. Eight track. Now, oh now yeah. You were you were old school again. Well, I mean, the Ford Pinto my buddy had had an eight-track tape player in it. Pinto. Shut up. I had a Vega. What am I saying? <laughs> there, okay. That was yeah. That was the Chevy, that was the that was Chevy's answer to the Pinto. Yeah, and that, that, proving that they didn't understand the question. You know, I was just, Pinto lasted a little little bit longer than Vega did. <laughs> 
in terms of that Vega, that poor thing. There was a guy that a friend of mine knew. who. And then there was the, the Mercury Capri billed as the sexy European. Why are yeah, these things in my brain? I don't know. I don't know. You, you, too many car and track uh, magazines at the barber shop. I'm thinking. So, I think you're right. Track. Well, I got to get out of here. We're overtime. Go ahead and leave. I'm going to leave me and the children. You've hated me all this time. Yeah, you, you find you picked me. a fine time to leave me, Lucille. <laughs> I, I knew somebody who thought that he was singing 400 children in a crop in the field. <laughs> You're going to need more land, buddy. <laughs> uh, Where did that well, come I, from? I, I don't know. I, you know how the mind is with its free association and memories pop in. That you didn't even know you knew until they pop back in, and you say, "We're like you said, four hundred children." <laughs> maybe it's because I maybe it's because I was quoting Kenny Rogers last night. I don't know. Now, where were you? That revival? What the? Oh no, you. No, but I have to. I have to be up crazy early in the morning, like five or four thirty or something. So, yeah, and I gotta I gotta figure out what to wear. You know, to go down and be hated by a bunch of Republicans. I would go, uh, well, it's not Friday, so you can't do casual Friday. I would, uh, you know, just something that is a good presentation to the public, because not all of the people there are going to be nut buckets. I'm hoping that we will outnumber them. But still, the members of the, the, members of the House are Republicans. Remember, the yeah. House of Representatives in West Virginia has 100 members, and 88 of them are Republicans because we've lost our damn minds here. So, yeah. But anyway, I got to roll. Scott, you All have right. a good evening. Get your third cup of coffee going. Yes, I will. And you take care. Take care, Horn people. And uh, we'll catch up at uh, another time in the not-too-distant future. Sounds good. See you, Scott. And wow, huge thanks to Shorty. Shorty, you're amazing. You know, when we started, when I started the program this evening, I was hoping that we would fulfill the challenges or the challenge and get our backlog taken care of. Shorty just wiped out the deficit from the end of January, so we start now. With the challenge having been met, Bruce and Karen's memorial challenge, that's met. So, and 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 last week is and last month are completely flush. What a what a huge weight that is! Thank you so much, Shorty. Oh my God, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. And so, uh, time to go. And. Thank all of you so much for getting us out of the hole from January and getting us started on February, the longest, shortest month of the year. Nasty stuff coming, but I hope it does. Let me look at the weather before I go. Um, yeah, no, no precip in the forecast, so that's good. High tomorrow, 39. 
So yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be leaving here about no later than 6:30 in the morning. And like I said, I hope to be I hope I'm just going to be in an okay frame of mind for coming back and getting behind the microphone here and doing the show. I should be. I'm stronger than that. But I'm sure. But then again, I'm sure there will be some weird people who will have. Oh, what's that German German word? Backpfeifengeschicht. Mm-hmm. But thank you, thank you to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thanks to all of you who, by being partial sponsors of this program, have kept it going as long as it has, and hopefully will keep it going into the future. This is the community that you've built, not me. Thank you. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thank you so very much. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. I I confess I didn't see uh, if anybody popped into into the chat room. Oh, there's Roger. Thank you, Roger. Thank you so much. That would be Horn Chief Agronomist and Mathematician and Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Roger, in Oregon. Thank you, Roger. Um, thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Head on dot live. Remember, brand new fresh Malloy on the way. Maybe. I don't know. Um, 9 p.m. if it is. And please uh, like and subscribe however you listen to the podcast and leave a leave a comment so the algorithm will be happy and more people can maybe find out about the program. It would be wonderful if that happened. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest fo- people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. Thanks to everybody kicking in to help Coal River Mountain Watch out during my birthday fundraiser, which will go on for another week, uh, it is it is it literally support for the grassrootiest of grassroots organizations. Thank you. And a proud union shop for over a year now. Stay safe. Get your booster while it's still free. Get your flu shot. Keep your surfaces wiped down. Help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you. Pocket and purse. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown has often said. And uh, if that jiggling orange wad of adipose tissue and uh, petty grievances and hate comes waddling toward you, Grumbling about the transes. The transes. This, this gender insanity. This radical Democrat. Avoid him like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina. It's all for you. Later. <laughs>